This is Michael Zuber, and I just wanted to thank you for listening to my One Rental at a Time podcast. Did you know that I took the time to document the entire process I used to learn my market and actually still use today? I released it as a $199 online course via Teachable, and it is called How to Get Started One Rental at a Time. With that, you get access to my private Facebook group and can join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? As promised in our daily financial news, we have the lovely Laura Morby with us this morning. How are you doing? Doing great. And it is still it is still Mother's Day. So again, we will say happy Mother's Day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, well, I really appreciate that first episode where we talked about you know helping the next generation. Uh, of kids and, and all of that. But this one, we're going to change it up. We're going to talk about uh, side hustles. And specifically, we're going to talk about being a real estate agent as a side hustle. And, and folks, you have to realize if you haven't seen Laura's first interview or uh, last week, she is in the top 1% of Arizona real estate agents. So she's got it down. And she gave you a lot last week you need to go check out. She's got her own playlist. But we're going to ask a top 1%er, what does she think about real estate agents uh, being a side hustle or part-time thing, all of that stuff. So what do you think, Laura? All right. Well, number one, I'm going to speak from experience. I used to be a part-timer. <laughs> so um, let's just go ahead and go get off the bat, start off and just say that I think um, no. And the reason why I think no, I'll get into. So um, when I first started, of course, I didn't have the pipeline built, the business built to where I could do real estate alone. And I was part-time. And there I will specifically, I, at one point I had three jobs plus real estate. So, oh my God. um, I, 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 oh my gosh, I can't even begin to tell you how busy I was, but, um, so I worked at GoDaddy and Nordstrom. And I remember one day I was sitting at Nordstrom. I went to the back, checked my phone and I had a title company asking me for something that they had been asking for two days, a buyer's agent telling me that this was the worst transaction they had ever been a part of. And I remember that feeling and number one, that's not me. And I felt terrible and I felt terrible for my client. And I just thought if the people that are like kind of on your team as professionals that are helping move this towards the finish line, if they're saying these things, what does my client think? Mm. And truly at the end of that transaction, I was like, how, did that close. <laughs> like it really was at that level. It was like, I was so uninvolved. I hadn't, and it wasn't because I didn't care. It's because I didn't have the time. Yeah. And so shortly after that, I ended up taking a job as a leasing agent for a property management company and quitting Nordstrom and GoDaddy and the others and ended up, um, you know, to utilize my license, but to have a steady income. Mm. And so then I was able to be, you know, available to get on my computer and send off addendums and check in with the lender and make sure things are going smoothly and, you know, being proactive rather than reactive. That's kind of how I try to run my business once, cause it's not just about getting a sale done. It's about, you know, there's so much more after the fact and making your client feel comfortable with updates and being available to talk and, all of that good stuff. So, um, and then helping them too, helping them fill out things or explaining things. Like if you're working all the time, 
and mainly during business hours that's the thing that's the hardest part is like yes you can be part-time you know you can work your nine to five and then nights and weekends you can do real estate but guess what lenders and title companies are only nine to five monday through friday and if you're not available at those times you're in trouble and so i still run across agents where we're doing a deal together and you know they represent the buyer and i'm the listing agent and I'm like, what is wrong with this person? They do not respond to emails. Mm. They clear my calls. And really quickly you figure out, oh, you have a job. <laughs> and like you're like you're holding everyone back. You're making everything worse. And and and, and the thing is, it's it's not because they're a bad person. It's not even because they're a bad agent. It's just because they're not available. Right. And so I think no. But I could say that please be an investor part time. So as a realtor, you're held to certain professional standards. And, um, you know, when someone asks you to be their realtor, they're essentially hiring you. Mm -hmm. And if you're only available 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., say Monday through Friday, and you're available Saturdays, Saturdays and Sundays, um, that's not great. You know, imagine you know, that a doctor's office only had those hours. Mm -hmm. Imagine that you needed to go buy a pair of shoes and you could only go buy them at those hours. You know, you could make it work, but it's not convenient and it doesn't really help anybody. And people are kind of making, you know, excuses and framing their lives to your situation. But to be an investor, mm -hmm. um, please do do that part-time. You know, when sometimes when we, Pace and I are talking to people and it's like, oh, I quit my job. I went and got a home equity line of credit I'm living off of that for a year while I'm building up my business. No, like, no, 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 keep no. that nine to five, keep that nine to five until you can, you know, replace part of your income with it. And then maybe go down to part-time. Yeah. He always says to saddle up your next horse before you get off the other one. And that's Ooh. very, very, very true. Sometimes I like when I was in my younger twenties, I'd do something with, with pace where I'd be like, Oh, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I want to quit. You know, these feelings we all have, you know, and I probably yeah. shouldn't have vocalized, but he was like, no, no, no. What are you going to wake up and do tomorrow? <laughs> Battle up your next horse. And that always felt a little bit, um, especially when you're working for somebody to be saddling up your next horse, it almost feels, um, wrong. Yeah. You know, and, 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 in in my experience i've kind of always told somebody you know i did this when i worked i work, actually worked for a lender a mortgage lender and i told them i said hey you know i've referred a lot, a lot of business this year for real estate my true passion is being an agent i want to get back into it i'm gonna start doing short sales again so you know i'm I, i'm gonna probably you know leave in the next six months i'll give you more than enough notice i'm happy to train your next person and he let me go that next Monday and I was really offended and Pace was like, you showed him all your cards. And I'm like, but I thought we were friends, you know, like I didn't <laughs> think he would just can me, you know? And so like, I got pushed right into my, you know, getting back into real estate again really quick after that. But yeah. I can see where being transparent, even if you feel like you're doing something wrong, where you're like actively looking for your next thing or saddling up your next horse or making sure you're okay before you leave somebody or a job, I can feel wrong, but it's, well, it's life. Yeah. They have no loyalty to you. I mean, that's what you got to think back to back to that exact example. Yeah. It's like, Oh, thanks for telling me you're gone. Yeah. 
Yeah, right? it's right. just business. And that's what Pace said. He's like, it's just business. He probably thinks that you were going to not be as focused at work. And I'm like, that's the opposite of me. Mm-hmm. Didn't even give me a shot. You know, I would never do that. I would never be doing real estate on his at his time. But yeah, um, yeah but it's true. So definitely part-time if you're an investor. Yes, yeah. please. If you're a realtor, I'm sorry, but no, please. But what do you think? What are your thoughts on this? Because I know this is pretty polarizing that I'm like, oh, yeah. hard. Yeah. But. Well, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. So first off, the investor aspect. I, I hate how social media almost celebrates the person that quits on Friday and is a full-time investor on Saturday. Oh, yeah. That's just, yes. that is, talk about a, um, not a recipe for success. Yeah, it can work, but the yeah. odds are, not great. You can win the lottery also, right? It's just, it's not, it's, it's, it's not how I would choose to um, operate. I wouldn't want to put my family at risk. There's just so many reasons why that's bad. And oh, by the way, I like cheap debt, not expensive debt. And they like W2 jobs. So, I mean, there's just all kinds of reasons that yes, be an investor, build a portfolio. I think real estate investing one rental at a time is the best way to go while you have a full-time job. So totally agree with that. Yeah. Uh, When I think about real estate agents, I actually think about it from the investor side. I mean, I get asked so many times, I'm going to be a real estate investor. I want to be like you. Should I get my license? Mm -hmm. And the answer for 99% of them is hell no. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely absolutely no. I mean, Mm -hmm. most of them, when I, when in the beginning I would push back, I'd be like, well, what are you getting at? And the answers are always the same. They want to get their license because they feel like they're making progress. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, well, I can tell myself that I'm taking the class online every Friday at eight or whatever it is. And I have a test that's out there like 90 days and they just feel like they're doing the right things. You aren't doing anything. I got right. my real estate license after I retired because I didn't know what to do. And I thought there was this magical data in the MLS. There's nothing there anymore, folks. Maybe 30 years ago, there's nothing there yeah. anymore. I freaking yes. hate paperwork. I will never renew yes. my license. It expires in November. It's gone. <laughs> I've never represented yes. anybody. I will never do it. I hate it. Oh, yep. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Yeah. It is not this <laughs> magical thing that unlocks stuff. I thought maybe. And again, I didn't have a job. I had to do something. But yeah, I would. Right. It's, it's not. If you think getting a real estate license is a step, a, a good step on your way to become a good investor. It's not. It, you learn no. about disclosures and forms and do this and do that. Don't do that. And oh, it's it does nothing to help you be an investor, in my opinion. A hundred percent. And it opens you up to I mean, this is going to sound bad, but um, there's a gentleman that I used to work for. He was my age and he's the one that I did short sales with. Um, when I worked for him, he paid a broker he owned his own brokerage, but he didn't want to be the broker. He paid a broker $250,000 a year. And I remember being like, to review your paperwork? Why? And it was just because he didn't want that liability on himself. Yep. And since then, he's actually let his license go. And he comes from a family of realtors. His mom was one of a very successful realtor. And um, after that, then... Um, Pace went and did a bunch of home flipping for a huge investor here. And they owned a brokerage, but none of them were licensed. They hired a broker. And um, and I that really made me think, hmm, why do they not want to do that? <laughs> well, you know, then you're subject to 
the Department of Real Estate, all this stuff. You have yeah. to have so many disclosures that you hold an active real estate license in the state. And then you have this whole thing too, when you're an investor and you're gonna, especially if you're direct to seller, you walk into, there's so many rules for you as a licensed realtor to be offering cash to a seller you have to actually like there's like this whole thing like the level of disclosure it's almost like you need to walk out of their front door as the realtor and come back in as the investor you mm -hmm. have to be like hey as the realtor now i'm taking off my realtor hat now right. let me put on my investor hat because you can get in so much trouble for yeah. so many things that you're not even thinking about and then if you you know say you're just mr investor out there and you don't disclose that you hold a real estate license now you're in trouble Mm -hmm. Or say you do walk in and you say, just so you know, I am a licensed realtor. Well, guess what? Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner might think that you know a little too much and you're going to take advantage of them. And you're not. It's just that perception that, I don't know, there's just so much weird gray area where I think it's actually more beneficial to not have your license. And even Pace is like, I'll never have my license. And I'm like, you shouldn't. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. Absolutely okay. not. Totally agree. Yeah. But you're right. It's like feeling like you're doing something. That's what they're yes. going after. It's, it's. They want, again, I see this whole financial freedom or real estate investor journey as a hill and people who want to go on a path. And for whatever reason, they think one of the steps is the license and they feel like, oh, I can check that box. I can do that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, I mean, if that's what you, no, that's not it. But I mean, and, and let's just flip the script, right? If your goal is to be a real estate agent, do open houses and, and help people yeah. get out of the first, there's lots of wonderful reasons to be a real estate agent. It's just not. Yeah. It's not a, it's not, a, at least for me, it's not one of those things you check on your way to becoming a good real estate investor. It's just not. hundred percent. Or that's like required to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, um, yeah, there's no, <laughs> I, I did it. Cause I, Laura, I thought there was some information that was hidden from the public. Oh yeah. There, some magic thing. This magic. It's like yeah. super secret word. No, sorry. They what? sometimes ask me to like list a property for his students. Yeah. And I think that it's because of this, because there's like some, they think that realtors hold some sort of magic something <laughs> and maybe other realtors are going to get mad that I'm saying this, but yeah, you're right. There is nothing magical no. that I know or can do that you can't, you know, yeah. as an investor, yeah, nothing. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. So in the end, I think being a real estate agent is a wonderful full-time career. Uh, I think it's great for, uh, for, uh, in your like moms raising kids because the hours are flexible. I think you can make six figures, uh, fairly well or easily depending on your market, right? Price points and all of that. Uh, mm -hmm. but for me, uh, no, it's not a, not a, 100%. not a thing. So, all right. 100%. Cool. I love right. that. There you go. All right, Laura, thank you very much for episode number two. Thank you. You're welcome.